Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Heroes and Hot Nuts with myself Mike and my co-host Zoe. How's it going Zoe? It's going good, how about you Mike? Yeah I've had a pretty good week, uh, the weather's changed a bit there so it's not as hot, I'm getting a bit of sleep at night. Well, that's always good to hear. <laughs> I know, I don't think I slept for about two weeks there, at least two weeks. I must have got the guts of three or four hours sleep i was just running on empty all the windows open no blankets just you just cannot get to sleep well that's not good so what do you have for us on today's show mike uh we've got a pretty packed show today we have four movie reviews so we're going to be doing the new chloe grace moretz movie on amazon prime shadow in the cloud we're also going to be doing a Netflix release, Blood Red Sky. Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple of cinema releases as well. We've got Spirit Untamed and then, of course, the big one this week, The Suicide Squad. We're also going to be doing our features. We've got our Heroes and Icons feature. This week, you picked that and that's Hatchy. Now, I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest here. I wasn't able to, to watch this. I, I couldn't find it anywhere. I could have bought it for $3.49 and watched it. But unfortunately, I had to fork out an absolute fortune for my son's school uniform this week. So I wasn't in a position to do that. Uh, so that's going to be all you today. We've also got the first capsule for our time capsule feature. We're going to be opening. It's the 1990 time capsule. So we'll be doing that. We'll see what's inside there for me to watch for next week. Sounds like a good selection for today. Yeah, it's a pretty mixed bag. Um, we've got uh, an animated, uh, a blockbuster, a vampire movie, and one that I can't pigeonhole, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and that's the one we're going to start with. So the movie's called Shadow in the Cloud. Like I say, it uh, stars Chloe Grace Moritz. There is a supporting cast now. This is a strange one because it's basically her carrying the whole movie. There, there's several other male characters in it, but for 75% of the, the movie, they're off screen. Uh, I'll explain that in a, in a second. But uh, the movie's directed by Roseanne Lang. It's written by Roseanne Lang and Max Landis. Now, I don't know if you know Max Landis. He, he wrote the Dirk Gently series on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, I haven't seen it. I watched that with my son and we really, really liked it. It was two seasons long. It was based on, on a book series and we were really disappointed when we found out that, that there wasn't going to be a third season because it was actually really really good. I would recommend it to anybody to watch. It's very quirky very funny. It stars Elijah Wood as, as the main character in it, although he's not Dirk Gently in it he, but he's basically the main character. But I digress. So Max Landis and Roseanne Lang both wrote this. It's a it's a New Zealand movie. So basically, it starts off with the main character Chloe Grace Moritz plays a character called Maud Garrett, and it's it's set in war. It's a, right. Okay, this is where it gets complicated. Is it a World War Two movie? Is it a creature movie? Is it a feminist movie? It's it's hard to tell. Basically, she's a, an aircraft pilot. Has got like she carries this bag, and it's got top secret documents in it and she's been assigned to a flight. Now the flight is full of men and they basically give her a hard time. The, the movie starts off she gets thrown down into the belly turret of a B-17 bomber and for the majority of the film she's stuck down there and she's basically conversing with the, the male crew who are all giving her a really hard time for being a woman. That kind of thing. Then it goes a bit weird. It reminded me of, have you ever seen the Twilight Zone movie? 
Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, do you know the one I'm talking about where the guy's in the airplane and the creature's on the wing and it's, uh, it's ripping the plane apart? I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Well, that's basically what's happening. Then there's uh, enemy fighter aircraft that she sees they don't believe. Um, they think she's talking a lot of rubbish. So, like I say, basically it's her stuck in this belly turret for, I'd say, a good 75% of the movie. So, she carries the movie herself. Now, I will say, she does she does a decent job of that. A lot of the time in the movie she's screaming her head off but um, her performance in itself wasn't bad I've got to be honest and one thing that I did really like about the movie was the score. The score of it was excellent. It's it's kind of it's kind of like a, an 80s synthwave sort of vibe to it. You know, I did enjoy that. Uh, if I was sort of drifting off at parts of the movie, when the score kicked in, it kind of brought me back in. Um, so basically, she has this bag, and it's top secret, and she has to protect it and stuff, but she gets stuck in this turret and can't get out. And then, like I say, it just goes weird. I, I don't want to ruin too much for anybody that is going to watch it. Now, I know you haven't got to see this, uh, and I did say that's probably a good thing. I mean, production-wise and all, it looks grand production-wise. No, it, it doesn't look like a cheap movie. It, it's it's kind of well done, but it's just complete nonsense. I got to watch a bit of uh, a trailer for it, and it seemed like it had a lot of plot twists with a bit of psychological aspect to it. Like I say, it's very... It's, it, you could be you be tricked into thinking it's a, a movie about women's rights. You know, it's kind of highlighting, I suppose, how women were treated in World War Two. Uh, you know, a second class and just not treated with any sort of respect whatsoever. Even though they were they were obviously doing an amazing job, and I guess that's the kind of message that the the movie's overall movie is trying to bring in. But it's just all this other. It's it's a movie that doesn't know what it wants to be. Is is it's basically what it boils down to. We do have a clip. We'll play the clip now and you'll kind of get a gauge of what we're talking about. <laughs> like this, this, this is quite noisy, just to let you know. But we'll play the clip now. So that was the clip. You kind of got a bit of a sense of the, the score that I was talking about there. You know, it's very synthwave, very 80s synthwave, which I like. That's the kind of music I would be into. Um, now, what I will say is Chloe Grace Moretz, at the beginning of the movie, she has an English accent and you're kind of like, oh no, it doesn't quite sound right. But luckily enough, that's exactly what it is. She's putting an accent on. It's not like she's, you know, this is her accent. She's trying to play this English woman. Uh, it's basically a ruse. And so she does drop the accent halfway through the movie and talks normal after that. So <laughs> just in case you're thinking, if you do if you do watch this and you're like, oh no, her, her accent's doing my head in, then yeah. <laughs> 
don't worry because she'll drop it. So that was Shadow in the Cloud. Uh, that was released on Amazon Prime this week. I- I'm torn here. I want to give it. I want to give it a one star, but I think I'm going to give it a two star because because of her performance. I thought her performance was good with what she had to work with. And, and she is still quite young. I think she's still only like 24. So she did a good job there. Uh, it was nonsense. Her performance was good. And the, the score, I'm giving it another star for the score. So I'm giving this one two out of five. Right, so the next movie we're going to talk about now, you have seen all of the rest of this week's movies. So the next one we're looking at is a Netflix original and it's called Blood Red Sky. This is a a German movie. Okay, so I know a lot of people are put off by subtitle movies. There is a difference in this one. It's a German movie, but there's quite a lot of English dialogue in it. So I think anybody that doesn't like subtitled movies could probably get through this okay. I, I didn't really find the subtitles bothered me that much in this. It wasn't like consistent as you say. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I kept the, the subtitles on the whole movie, obviously, but I would say I would say 70% of the movie's English. Uh, so basically, it's directed by Peter Thorworth, written by Peter Thorworth and Stefan Holtz. There's not really any big names in this. Um, you will recognize Dominic Purcell. Uh, who played Link, of course, in Prison Break. He is one of the bad guys in it. So basically, this is a vampire movie. Uh, It starts off with a woman and her son getting ready to go on a trip. And her son gets sent on ahead because it's daytime to book in on the flights, check in on the flights. Uh, then she arrives and you see her taking like a like some sort of medicine, like a, a, injecting herself with something. This gave me, um, when she was doing that, this gave me Blade vibes. I thought, oh, she's taking Blade Serum. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a vampire movie. It's a vampire plane disaster movie. Uh, it's all it's all basically set on board an aircraft. Uh, this woman, the main character, is traveling from Germany to New York to meet up with a doctor that can possibly help her with some sort of treatment for what we find out later on is vampirism. And that's shown in a couple of flashbacks how how she's became a vampire. But uh, once once we're on board the flight then things start to go wrong and the plane gets hijacked. Uh, so basically it's a hijack movie from there on in with a lot of vampire th- thrown in. What did you think of this? Uh, well, my first thoughts of it weren't that good because I thought like snakes on the plane for some reason. <laughs> Uh, but I gave it a chance, and when when it started up with the scenes with the guys starting to be aggressive and everything, I was kind of thinking she would have done more, like, to kind of protect and, like, nest the child more than she did. She seemed very confused a lot of the movie, though. This, I mean, the son was very resourceful, so she may have been factoring that in. But, but yeah, I mean, it would be hard, you know, being faced with that sort of situation. You don't, you don't know what you're going to do, really. But yeah, no, I actually enjoyed the film. I liked it. I mean, I am a big um, vampire movie fan, and this was, it was kind of refreshing. You know, the approach they took. Yeah, for me, it had a lot of like, "Are you serious? Like, is she really doing this?" kind of moments for me as well. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There, there's a few times, like you say. She could have been doing more for her son, but she she was hiding a lot of the time <laughs> and just leaving him. Yeah. So I, I know what you're getting at there. Um, again, the the budget in this movie seemed seemed decent enough. Obviously, 
the first two movies we're talking about are basically set on planes so there's a running theme there uh, i guess once you're on the plane that's that's your budget sort of done but um no i liked it i didn't uh didn't mind it at all it wasn't i don't think it was what i was expecting there's not there's nothing really you can't really some films you can't really talk too much about without giving away too much of the story but uh the the there's a psychopath in it i thought he was pretty good yeah he he was a really good actor for that part <laughs> And the CGI was done well, you know, the, the prosthetics, um, the vampires looked pretty good. They weren't ropey whatsoever. I, I found that, that to be a positive. Yeah, I find a lot of times with vampire movies, they either o- overdo it or they do too little with the vampire look. Yeah, and the girl that played the, the main character, she made a very good vampire, you know, when, when she... She kind of progresses as, as the movie goes on and obviously she's under pressure and she's trying to protect everybody on the plane but she's you can see that she's fighting the the she basically takes that serum that i mentioned at the start to suppress turning full vampire i guess so you can kind of see through as the movie goes on she's struggling and finding it harder and harder to sort of suppress the the the, the true nature of, of a vampire and i think she did a really good job of, of portraying that yeah i i think it was really well done for that part but for me i really didn't like the ending which i won't spoil <laughs> you didn't like the i know you did mention this to me before um you didn't like the ending i guess uh, like i said i find horror movies are they always seem to come up with really great ideas for a horror movie and you're like oh this looks amazing this looks so good then nine out of ten times you watch a horror movie through and no matter how good the movie is the ending is terrible it's like they they come up with a great idea and they're like oh yes this is going to make such a great movie so it plays it and then it comes to the end they're like oh no how do we how do we end this you know what can we do to resolve this movie and nine out of ten times they be it's the the weakest ending and and you're like i I know for a fact that more times than not if if i'm sitting with my wife watching a, a horror movie we'll both turn to each other at the end and be like what the hell was that ending and unfortunately that's you kind of have to take that with horror movies nowadays there's they're struggling to come up with new things and when they do and it does look interesting like i say the idea is there just there's no resolution there's no logical resolution yeah unfortunately it's a shame because i feel like if they did uh make better endings it would turn a lot around for the horror industry well fingers crossed we'll we'll, we'll maybe see something in the pipeline that will change my whole whole outlook on everything hopefully right so what we're going to do now is we'll break things up a bit and i will dig up this time capsule and we'll open it up and take a look and see what you guys are going to decide that i have to watch now i'll explain the feature for anybody that doesn't know yet each week i'm going to dig up a time capsule and they'll be marked with a year we're going to start with 1990 and then we'll work our way back to present day Uh, now in each capsule there'll be a selection of movies that i have never seen for one reason or another but uh so i'm going to get you guys to pick which movie i watch and then the following week we will discuss that movie and i'll give you my thoughts on it so let me just pick this this time capsule up here okay this is the 1991 right i'm just going to open it up 
okay, let's have a look. Oh, there's not very much in it. I was expecting there to be more in this. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna come clean here. When I did that, when I thought of this feature, it sounded really, really good in theory, but in practice, it's a nightmare. I don't, <laughs> there's not very many films I haven't seen when I, when I look back and going through 1990, any films that I hadn't seen, they're, they're, they're that obscure that you can't, physically can't find them anywhere. So the feature isn't, isn't quite what I had hoped, but we'll, we'll, we'll do our best with it. So into, in this week's time capsule, there's two movies. So we've got King of New York starring Christopher Walken. And the other one is Awakenings starring Robert De Niro and Robin Williams. Now, both movies that aren't necessarily in my wheelhouse but uh like i say this is this is how i expand my horizons i'm gonna watch whichever one you guys pick uh so let us know what you want me to watch king of new york with chris over walking or awakenings with robert de niro and robin williams i know which one i want to watch but um i know which one i'll probably end up watching <laughs> I'll, not, I'll not give that away though okay so that's for this week um obviously next week then i'll be i'll try i'll try my best to make the feature slightly better next week but with more of a selection hopefully but next week obviously will be 1981 okay so we're moving on now to our first cinema release of the week and we're going to be talking about an animated movie by dreamworks called spirit untamed now at one hour 28 minutes it's the perfect length i was dreading i was dreading going to see this uh it's directed by ellen bogan now there's a couple of there's a couple of good voice actors sprinkled in the older cast in it are more well known than, than the younger cast would be uh, so we've got Walton Goggins voices the the main bad guy. We've also got Julianne Moore who plays the aunt. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is the girl's father, and we've also got Andre Brewer uh, who is obviously Captain Holt in Brooklyn Nine Nine. So there's a few decent names in there. Uh, I'll let you start with this, Zoe. What did you think of this movie? Well, I thought it was a really cute animated movie for kids and, and for grown-ups too, because I enjoyed it. Um, the aspect of the child, well, I should say the girl um, saving the horse and everything. Well, I won't say all of it. <laughs> it really reminded me a lot of Free Willy with the friendship and the happiness that they shared. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Like I say, I was dreading going to see this, but I took my eight-year-old daughter along with me. And I gotta say, I watched it. It was perfectly fine. I, um, it didn't bore me in the slightest. I was engaged the whole time. Now, like I say, it's only it's only one hour, 28 minutes. So it's not overly long. It's for, for me, that was the perfect length. What I will say is I didn't find it. Sometimes animated movies will throw in a few more adult orientated gags you know to keep you know that, that would kind of go over children's heads keep the you, you know just sprinkled in there for for the parents um to give them a chuckle i there wasn't really anything like that in this movie it, it was very child orientated which is which is perfectly fine the animation was was good the story was good uh the voice acting everything was grand and i asked my daughter on the way out what she thought and she gave it five out of five, so you can't really complain there. We watched 100% Wolf during the week, and her review of that film was that, I quote, it was total doo-doo water, whichever that means. <laughs> so, so yeah, so she didn't like 100% Wolf at all. 
Um, but she did really like Spirit and Tamed in it. And I can see why. You know, it's charming enough. Um, I'm going to give it three. You know, there is a, a lot of better animation. It was it was just standard. You know, there wasn't anything amazing in, a, in it. There wasn't anything terrible. What I will say is I loved Snips. What did you think of Snips? Uh, if I had, a, if I had a, a bad thing to say about this movie, it would be that he wasn't in it anywhere near enough. Yeah, I have to agree with that one. He, He's a really good character. He, he was funny. Uh, Snips is the, the, the main character's friend's little brother who just pops up now and again uh, and he he's like he's like the co the comic relief of the movie um but yeah he definitely was underused i would like to see a snips movie i would definitely go and watch that yeah maybe they might do a spin-off um now i haven't seen the there, there was another spirit movie a load of years ago was this tight is i'm guessing it's the same horse but is is it like a prequel or i'm not sure i i do know there was a spirit movie but i didn't watch that one myself no me neither uh, um i'll have to not dig that up right okay so we're moving on to our second feature now which is the heroes stroke icons feature now you got to choose the first one and you threw a massive curveball uh so you picked hachi the dog which is fair enough that's that's fair enough he's uh if he's a hero in your eyes i totally support that so this movie came out in 2009 it stars hachi the dog obviously and richard Gere. uh so i'll let you discuss go ahead okay well originally this is based on a true story from 1920 uh based in japan and um they did originally make the first movie in 1987 so the one with richard Gere as a reboot but it's it's about a guy who works at the school and he takes the train to work every day and one of the days on his day home like he's going home he finds a dog and like no nobody wants this dog but it ends up being his best friend and it ends up waiting for him every day at the station but he won't play fetch the guy tries everything and he won't do it so one day like he's like you know going to work to take the train and the dog gives him the ball to play fetch. And the guy's so excited because he never did it before with him. And he's like, yeah, you know, you, you want to play with me finally. And that day he ends up, you know, not coming back from work. And uh, the dog sits there and he waits for him every day. And eventually, you know, the dog passes away. But in Japan, at the station, they made a statue for him. And I thought it was really touching because it shows that animals go beyond friends, you know, and even family sometimes. Uh, so, why, so why does he not come back? He dies at work. Oh, this is Richard Gere's character, he dies? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and this is, is this based on a true story? Yes, this is based on a true story that happened in 1920. Okay, okay. Do you recommend it? It was, it's got an IMDb rating of 8.1, so that's pretty good in my eyes. Uh, maybe we'll spend that 349 to, <laughs> to watch it. But I don't know, I, um, it sounds a bit tear-jerkery for me. It, it's a very sad movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting that vibe. Um, okay, so that's your hero for this week, Hatchie the Dog. That's, a, that's an interesting one to start off with. But now we get into the serious business. Um, I get to pick this week, and I don't know if you like this or not, Zoe, but my hero stroke icon, well, it's Z, there's a plural on the end of that, 
is going to be none other than Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, so what do you think of that pick? I don't think it's a bad idea, although it does kind of remind me of high school a bit with uh, the, the sweary song everybody used to sing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm gonna If I'm going to get any clips or anything of them i mean i've i've been quoting jay and silent bob for <laughs> going on well over 20 years now anyway so if i'm gonna play any clips or anything i'm gonna have to heavily edit them that's the only thing but um if for anybody that does know jay and silent bob obviously are played by kevin smith and jason muse so we will talk about those two guys next week there's plenty of content for that right so one thing zoe i want to discuss with you today is a new trailer that dropped yesterday it's the new trailer for venom now we discussed this offer and i mentioned to you that i really didn't like the first trailer when the when the first trailer for the new venom movie dropped i thought it looked rubbish it looked so boring it just i didn't get it but the new trailer arrived yesterday and i gotta say it's ramped ramped it up a hell of a lot for me it does look so much better what did you make of it i liked it a lot more than the first one i liked how you know they made venom a bit more of it than the other one like the breakfast part made me laugh hysterically yeah it showed it showed a lot more of the the action and kind of kind of gave you an idea of what's going on i I can't even. I've put the I've put the first trailer completely out of my mind. It was it was that off putting. I can't even really remember what it, what it was about. But this one definitely delves a bit more into the story. And like I say, it's it's perked me interested a lot more. I was kind of like, oh, I think I'm just gonna based on that first trailer. I'm just gonna let it play out in the, the cinema and watch it on release. But yeah, no, I'll definitely be going to see it now. But that's one of the movies that you had said last week that you're you're uh, looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to see what they do with carnage and venom and like the aspect of uh the main character being okay with letting everyone see how venom really reacts in public and everything right so all that's left to talk about is this week's big one now, i know you struggled to get to see this but you did manage it so that's good news and of course we're talking about the new suicide squad movie starring pretty much everybody <laughs> now this is written and directed by james gunn who also obviously did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 really had his stamp on it. You know, it was laughing from start to finish. I remember going to see that in the cinema and it did blow me away. Just just the humour of it, you know, was quite unexpected. So I kind of went into this Suicide Squad movie with the same expectations as Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I gotta say, it, it did disappoint. There was a few, obviously the, the movie's hilarious, but there was a few points where I laughed out loud. Yeah, I um, actually laughed quite a bit. I thought it was a really funny movie. Um, obviously, like, you know, kids are gonna wanna see it because it's superheroes and stuff. Although I wouldn't recommend, like, all kids to be able to see because there are a bit of spicy scenes in it yeah i mean it's it's a 15 rating so i wasn't able to take my son to see it so he was uh he wasn't overly happy about that but yeah i mean it's obviously it's it's funny but it's also you know it's very gory it's very adult orientated now i'm a big fan of the the suicide squad comic books i read a review before the movie was released there was tons of reviews coming out and they were all they were all nda'd so you can't they, they were able to sort of say if the like the film that, that kind of thing but they weren't allowed to go into any details and it was just all good reviews you know everybody didn't have a bad word to say about it they all loved it it was great i read a review 
a couple of days ago there after it released and it was a woman i can't remember her name i think her first name was lillian but her review was i thought her review was terrible she hated the movie she thought she just didn't get it. It, it, it to me it was like she had never she'd never read the source material it was her review was so pc woke cancel culture even you know she just didn't get any she said none of the jokes landed which is absolutely incorrect um she's went in there with a chip on her shoulder as far as i'm concerned and this movie obviously just wasn't for her that's not um i don't think she's the kind of person that this movie's directed towards but if you're um not very easily offended then i would definitely recommend it 100 right i've got a clip for suicide squad for you guys to listen to Yo, is this a dog? What? Is, is this thing a dog? A, a dog? Yes. What What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I don't know. I'm not familiar with all the breeds. I'm going to go with Afghan Hound. She's winners in Afghan Hound, bloody thumbs. Oh, my God. Is it a werewolf? I want him to meet a werewolf forever. Yo, they sent me into a werewolf? He's not a werewolf, okay? He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children, but, you know, we got him to... I think he's agreed to do this. Whatever the case, does everyone get in a position to drop? Um, now, for a superhero movie, it's, it's two hours, 12 minutes long, so it's not overly long. The one thing I would say about it was, and I've got to say this, as much as I enjoyed the movie, the story, you know, the storyline is basically wrote on the back of a napkin. You know, it starts off, you're straight, you're thrown straight in. It's basically a Suicide Squad mission is the best way to describe it. There's no, there's no story. There's a little, there's a little bit of backstory sort of sprinkled in for some of the characters there's here and there but i find the storyline very very thin i mean it's a spectacle to watch it's it's really good really funny the action's great all the, all the characters play their part the one downfall of it is the the storyline what did you think of that yeah i thought they could have done a, a bit better on the storyline um but for what it is i i still think it's a brilliant movie you know i don't think anyone could have done better than james gunn yeah he definitely put a stamp on it now i do have a question for you being a king shark fan were you disturbed that he was not a hammerhead like in the comics i wasn't disturbed i mean the obviously king shark is is voiced by sylvester stallone in this and he he plays it perfectly it's it's basically the guardians of the galaxy's version of of groot <laughs> so um you know he he played the part very well i think he brought it to the screen very well i have looked into the reason why uh he was changed obviously he was originally in the comic books he was a hammerhead shark but um james gunn has has made a statement saying that that was tricky for want of a better word when it came to filming obviously if you know what a hammerhead shark looks like their eyes are kind of on the end of stalks uh, on on the end of the hammer as you will on their head so he found it hard for the, the the character to be able to look at people so that's his explanation for the change and i, I think it works well you know uh, people obviously relate to great white sharks for jaws um you know any any shark movie is a great white shark basically you don't get too many shark movies where they have hammerhead sharks so they're not they're not a mainstream shark if you want to put it that way so i i guess it works in that in that aspect and like you say as, as a king shark fan he was 
probably my favorite character in the in the comic book series. So yeah, I didn't mind it that much. I will say that I liked I liked Ratcatcher too. I thought she the, the the whole film. You know, it's it's action packed. It's funny, but there's also you know it's got a it's got a lot of heart. I know I've heard this a lot in a lot of the, the the reviews, but it does, you know, there's, you do feel for some of the characters in it. And with it being a Suicide Squad movie, you, you're sitting the whole way through. Anybody can die at any time, you know, good or bad. You just do not know what's going to happen. You know, you can't get attached to any characters in a Suicide Squad movie, basically. Uh, what did you think of Polka Top Man? I'd like to hear your thoughts on him. Oh, I, I think he was a bit wild, to be honest. <laughs> but... Um, I did want to say back to what you were talking about is getting detached uh, to characters. I think that anybody finds it really hard not to do it because you just want everybody to live in those kind of situations. Yeah, that's true. You sort of, even if you don't like the character, you know, you're, you're waiting for their next gag or, you know, whether you like them or don't like them, they are still really funny. Yeah. So I'll let you do the rating for this one. Well, I think I'd give it a four out of five just because, I don't know, like, you know, there was a bit of cheesy moments and I, I do like cheesy moments sometimes, but mm, it, it throws me off a little bit. Yeah, I would agree, uh, I would agree with a four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, um, you know, it's not going to win any Oscars, but it's definitely... It's it's got to be one of uh, one of the best films of the year so far, definitely. Right, so that's all we've got for this week. Like I say, next week we'll be opening the time capsule for nineteen ninety one. I'll also be discussing whichever movie you guys choose for me from this week's capsule. We will be discussing Jay and Silent Bob as part of our Heroes and Icons feature. Now, what what I will say is, as far as anything else goes, I I'm kind of stuck at the minute. My local cinema hasn't released any movie listings past this Thursday so I don't know what's what they're going to be showing so I can't 100% tell you exactly what we'll be talking about next week we will have content we'll have movies to discuss don't worry about that but as far as I know the the new Matt Damon film Stillwater is going to be released so if my cinema is showing that I'll definitely be seeing that and we'll take a look at some new releases on Netflix and Amazon Prime also so it's been great to have you this week again Zoe it's been good to be here and look forward to catching up with you again next week Let's see what we'll have to talk about okay for me it's bye-bye bye, -bye. bye. alright guys stay safe and I'll see you next week <laughs>